Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're talking again. A body Hi, I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. And I'm Brendan Levi. And we are the Swapcast Podcast. Every episode we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week we are watching the 2020 Mexican Amazon Prime original, Locas por el Cambio, or in English, Crazy for Change, starring Sofia Cisniega and Mariel Molino, in which Paula and Paulina, two school enemies, swap bodies after their 10 years high school reunion. We always love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email, or chuck us a review on iTunes so we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on Face Off already. On to Locas por el Cambio. So the concept of two women with opposite personalities or life circumstances switching bodies is something that we have seen in films like Wish Upon a Star, A Christmas Switch, and switched. Now, that's a pretty bad strike rate there. (laughs) Does this add itself to the list of yet another terrible female-to-female body swap? Lucy. Brendan. Oh, me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, no, I think I should answer first. No, go ahead. Um, Oh, look, I think, yeah, 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 it was pretty bad. (laughs) What did you hate about it? Where do we start? <laughs> okay, so just as a new mum, I hate yeah. the narrative of like a sloppy like mum that hates her life. I just hate that. Yeah. Like where yeah. are all the movies where like mums are just killing the game and just loving being mums and like still having time for their passions and like not living in like rat infested Whatever, burning the eggs. I just, I just hate it. Brendan, did you have the same reaction? I feel as a uh, movie written and directed by a woman uh, that it must portray very accurately uh, everything to do with women. And <laughs> uh, no, I uh, completely agree with Lucy. <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a good company. Uh, like, it's obviously better than the Christmas Switch. I yeah. won't be that mean. Yeah, yeah. But- yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's no yeah. Wish Upon a Star. Yeah, it's definitely that- no Wish Upon a Star. I agree with that. But I would say it's slightly better than Christmas Switch and Switched. Also, yeah. I am interested to hear it really was, like, created by a woman. Is that right? Yeah, I just, I just yeah. Googled it then. <laughs> Um, there was so much like sex pest behavior, but it was never mm. really like a problem. Yeah, it, it was kind of strange because like when she swapped, uh, when the prissy girl swapped into the rougher girl's body and then continuously like the taxi driver sexually assaults her, then her yeah. husband does and all these people, but they fra- the movie frames it as in she's being a whinger. Yeah, yeah. For, like, um, because all these guys are touching her up and she doesn't like it. Yeah, the, like, like she's, the, the seventh, playing it for the jokes, seventh yeah. thing I wrote is me too much. Like it was, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I feel like my biggest takeaway from this film is like how much more dangerous um, poverty is for women. <laughs> Like, there's so yeah. much, like, as soon as she becomes a, a poor woman, there's so much uh, sexual assault and violence she's constantly dealing with this is and a, trying to escape. This is like, a real lesson, Brendan, yes. And it was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> but but also, I no. think it also shows the perils of being a privileged woman in this society because as someone who was rich, she, she had to was worry not- about being kidnapped all the time. Yeah, she she was constantly under threat of kidnap. She had bodyguards trailing her wherever she went. She couldn't leave her house. She couldn't make her own decisions. 
I think this movie's like message was you're fucked no matter what. Yeah, being a woman <laughs> yeah. is very hard. <laughs> I don't think I like this movie very much. Um. <laughs> okay, I was really wondering. I thought maybe you could have done a poll and just loved it. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, I-, I was thinking that because there's like so many things that I feel like you guys like in your films, like me, like. <laughs> Take that back. I see where Uh, he's coming from because there's like there's makeovers and fashion and influences and and, influences and like girls being bitchy. Yeah, I like that stuff. I like that stuff. I don't like influences. (laughs) I was trying to. I was trying to like not insult Paul so much by just really (laughs) making it about him. Okay, good. But there is a fashion aspect to this. And you're you're a fashion a fashionish person. Like you're wearing a cool jumper at the moment with Dolly Parton on it. I don't think I'm very fashionable though. Um, oh, okay, but well, I'm I not, think so you are. It's maybe an insult. Fashion stresses <laughs> me out. The sooner that we can just get to that place where, like, in the future, where we all just wear a jumpsuit and everybody wears the same jumpsuit, the better. I'm basically there. I got like three outfits and I just rotate it. Yeah, and then you just like slide them over, (laughs) you know, like if you have two pairs of jeans and two tops, it's just like you just like keep doing that with Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like it's but it's also like, oh, I'm going to work, so I've got to wear something different to the last time I was at work. But if I wear that for three more days, then everyone I come across, that's what I was wearing that day. But then do you also get that thing of it's like nobody's really looking at, at anyone. No, I at anyone. At, at anyone. Everyone is looking at themselves, like, on this Zoom right now. I don't know. You guys could have, like, you know, two heads, and I'm like, look at my jump. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know the sign of a great film is when we go on these tangents about nothing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, so well let me the- bring it back. Let me bring it back. Yep. Oh, actually, yeah. Paul, start with the plot. 30 seconds. All right. Again, this is the disclaimer. We do a 30-second plot summary, but I have not scripted this. This is going to be completely ad-libbed on the spot. Can I sum up the film (laughs) in 30 seconds? (laughs) Ready, set, go. Okay, so the film starts with Paula and Paulina. They're uh, two girls that go to primary school together. They're fighting for no reason. Then... um, when they grow up it's their 10 year school um, reunion and they have a cat fight and while they're having a cat fight they join hands and these magical rings on their hands cause them to swap bodies so they wake up in each other's bodies one was like super rich one was poor and the poor one has like family and and uh, the rich one's about to get married and they have to like uh, <laughs> I thought this was going to be an easy one because it's yeah, such like a simplistic plot but I guess I guess it was complex. So what yeah. was missed? We uh we got to the we got to the swap, yeah. So the ri- yeah. the rich one's grandma gives her a ring. Nanny. Yes. Her nanny gives her the ring. Okay, sure. Yes, okay. I'm with you. Please cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was making porridge at the time. Um <laughs> she like she was the reason that she swapped. She wanted her to learn a lesson. Like it was um, a yeah, it was a spell. Or whatever. Yeah, because cause the rich one's like a complete and utter bitch and she's like just an awful person. Then, yeah, so she joins hands with this girl while she's having a cat fight with her and the other girl also has the same ring mysteriously, which we'll find out later on why. Um, they wake up in each other's bodies. The poor one, she didn't end up graduating school because she got pregnant um, in year 11 and so now she's got two kids with, the guy, with the guy that she uh, got pregnant with. She hates her life in every way. She's miserable all the time. She works in this beauty salon where she has to, like, give pedicures to disgusting people. <laughs> the uh, feet fungus. <laughs> feet fungus lady, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, can I just say that was a fucking gross scene? Like, personally, feet, <laughs> feet for me is, like, something I can't deal with. And then, like, on top of that, like, a gross fungus infected foot and the zoom in on it like yeah it was bad i guess they learn lessons about each other's lives i guess well they go to like a witch doctor a bruja or whatever her name is and um she tells them like 
well, she tells one of them, you know, you've got to learn the lessons. Like this was intentional magic. You've got to do this mm-hmm. by the moon or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> the way that she knows to go to the witch doctor is because she calls the poor one that's now in the rich one's body and she's like, what do I do? And then she's like, you have to go see this witch doctor. She gives her, it just gives her the name, but she can't find the witch doctor. So she's just wandering the streets asking random people. And, and then, then some more sex finds, pest stuff happens. Yeah. So then a sex pest, I don't know, what's the- A small person. The proper term. A small person comes up to her and starts um, like being gross. And then she's like, do you know this place? And it's like, yeah, I will show you if you show me your tits in the alley. So they go into mm. an alley and she has to expose her breasts to him in order to find the location of the witch doctor. Yeah, it was not good. And the small person, like, never gets any comeuppance for this. This is what I'm um, saying. It's like, this is all, like, written by a woman. It's like, what? Is it a society societal thing? Like, is Mexico, like, the standards or, you know, what they deem acceptable different or... I don't know. I would love to hear if there's any. I know we have Mexican listeners because I look at our metrics. I would love to hear <laughs> their thoughts your on this. Ta- side, really? I would love to hear your take on why the sex pest stuff is so prevalent in this film. Maybe um, it's just that genre of film that, you know, hmm. like the other sort of sex, what do you call them? Sex. Like- Romp comedies, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, sex comedies. I guess maybe yeah. it's just of but that genre. Is this and it's really hard to know? I mean, it wasn't very sexy. I guess. Yeah, I mean, she. No one ever has sex. Oh no, there is one sex scene in the entire film when the poor one like goes home and the boyfriend or oh, her husband's there. He's constantly hitting on her, but like also that's awful because like she's literally coming home like crying, distressed. And his way of dealing with it is like slapping her on her on the ass, shoving mm. his dick into her like mm. into her ass, like like <laughs> like against her ass. I think is what you yeah. mean, <laughs> not like in her ass. <laughs> Forget um, about the anal, yeah. <laughs> so the rich one, she's about to marry this the fifth richest man in Mexico. But it's just a sham marriage. It's like a handbag, whatever you call that. Yeah, it's like yeah. A, She's his a beard. beard. Yeah, a beard. Yeah, yeah. he's gay and hiding it. But he even slaps her on the ass all the time. It's like <laughs> no one's immune. So much assault. So uh, where were we in this fucking plot? <laughs> like, <laughs> is there a plot? I don't know. This movie upset me. Well, yeah, what, what did you guys think of the main characters? <laughs> so, did we like Paulina? Did we okay, like Paul? Okay, so he, this is a thing. If you're going to do a swap film, you can't give them the same name, basically. I'm sorry, that's insanity. <laughs> I actually was surprised by how quickly I caught on to which one's Paul and Paulina. I, like, I didn't. We, I don't. still don't know. The poor one's Paulina and the rich one's Paula. Yeah. yeah. Which, one's, and they, and they, which one's Vin Diesel's kid? <laughs> What? Wait, wait, is that a real thing? <laughs> yeah, because he named his kid Paula after Paul Walker, after Paul Walker died. Oh, his, that's next, cute. The next child he had, but it was a girl, so he called her Paula. <laughs> oh, my God, take that laugh out. That's evil. That's, that is, it is really sweet. It is it, amazing. It is cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute. It's they cute. were friends. Paula. Triple X for life. No, what is it? Fast and the Furious. Furious. I would do anything. I would do anything to not talk about this movie. I would bring up Vin Diesel. I would do anything. <laughs> like, the thing is, like, yeah, they, they were both awful. Like, Paula and Paulina were both terrible people. In their own special ways. Paula was like, yeah, awful to everyone around her. She like took her privilege for granted, was spoiled. And then Paulina was just had this garbage attitude, uh, was miserable all the time. Like let her kids be terrible. Let her whole life be falling apart. Mm. Um, so like I wasn't really rooting for either of these girls. And like were you happy when they started learning lessons or whatever in this film? No. The best bit for me was 
when the poor one in the rich one's body just starts getting buck wild with the staff. She's just like, let's get drunk and just like has fun and does like um, fashion, like uh, catwalk montages and just like yeah. gets drunk with her staff. And she's just like loving life and having yeah. the best time. That was the whole movie. You should have been that. So that was yeah. my question for you guys. Like, I, I feel like the, the, like, I never relate to the wardrobe montage. Like, whenever there's a movie we I don't relate either, Brendan. Like- I hate trying clothes on. Do you know how many times <laughs> I have just gone into a shop and bought something without trying it on and it doesn't fit and then I can't be bothered returning it and I just keep it or give it to my sister? She will vouch for me. Yeah. I do it all the time. Exactly, exactly. Like you, like it's like going to the shops and going shopping. But like, I feel like maybe what it is is that it's like it doesn't show you. It doesn't show like the uncomfortable change room with crappy lighting, and you're like having to take your shoes off and like your <laughs> foot getting stuck in your jeans. It's just like they're just dressed. It's like that's great. That's exciting. I think for me, like the reason I hate like trying on clothes is because I hate how I look in those clothes. Yeah, same but here. If you found, but if you found yourself in the body of this stunning influencer, beautiful woman that's had a million surgeries and like is looks like that, it would just be like playing Everything with dogs. Everything fits, I guess. <laughs> Everything fits. Everything looks fabulous. Like I think uh, I think it would be fun having that, that montage in another body. What I didn't understand though, was when Paulina was in her own body, she, okay, was a little bit sloppy, but then when she went to the reunion, she did her own hair and makeup and looked nice. But then when she swapped into Paula, she looked like trash all the time. She couldn't do her makeup anymore. Mm. She couldn't dress properly. Like, what happened there? Mm. It was stupid. And then the... uh what what I found interesting is they like sort of made this premise where Paulina, the the poor one, uh, she didn't get to finish high school because she had kids early and she had to like pull out or whatever. And but apparently she's like super smart, but we never see like scenes where she's doing like super smart things or anything like that. Mm. Like they, it's like oh, like why didn't you use that as a part of the plot and to like push things forward and show us that she's actually smart and it's just a a thing of circumstance that she's where she's at also i just want to put a disclaimer here it's like i don't think this is a reflection of mexican cinema i just think this is yet another (laughs) one of these fucking films and it's like they (laughs) travel travel around the world and they're just the bloody same like but you know, like uh, these things are like commercial successes, and like, yeah, I figured it's just reflective of film in general. It's like you need this this trash. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? Oh yeah, talking about it as a piece of Mexican cinema, like, what did you think of the Mexican flavor of this film? Do you think that brought anything to it? Do you think it made it more interesting in any way? Well, like we said, like the fact that like kidnapping was like a regular part of the conversation and it wasn't like played for laughs. It was just like talking about getting some milk and stuff. It's like, uh, I'll just let her get kidnapped and <laughs> yeah. it's just a very like, whoa, this is like full on. Mm. Yeah, because but- it is. The- I think you're pretty sure Mexico is the kidnapping capital of the world. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know that, like, the whole of it is. I think there are parts of it that are worse than, than others. Especially if you're a, yeah. a, a rich woman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, this is prime suspect. There were a few, like, details that if it was an American movie set in Mexico, I would be saying this is racist. Like, the bus, when it come, like pulls up to the bus stop, plays La Cucaracha, as it's uh, like uh, horn, I was yeah. like, "Is is that a real thing that happens?" <laughs> because I would have assumed. Do you know what's funny in this and in the dude in me um, is when all of a sudden they bust out an English phrase. They're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. or "Fuck this! Fuck my life!" It's like, yeah. it's very, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Wait, wait, did you guys watch the subtitle version or the dub version? The subtitles. Subtitled. Did you watch the dubbed? <laughs> Oh, oh my no, god, dude, you I'm, swine. You I'm, uncultured swine. I'm a busy mom. I had to cook my kids breakfast, like make a big batch of porridge at the same time. And I still watched it with subtitles. Imagine how much easier that would have been if you could have just listened to yeah, it. Yeah, but I could hear Paul in my ear going, Don't be swine. 
<laughs> so, oh, oh, well, Brendan, what what was your experience with the dub? How how was it? Uh, I think I've I don't think I missed a beat. <laughs> I think we what, all was was it a pretty good dub? Like as far as these things go, uh, or was it the- pretty rough? It did, like, at times remind me of watching, like, anime dubs where, like, there's, like, phrases. You're like, why are they going, oh, or something like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, there was just some weird, like, parts like that. But overall, it was it was fine. Like, for this, this like, I'm not watching uh, Roma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm watching <laughs> this trash. <laughs> um, I did have to say, like, the... Like all the talk of Mexican food in this film, they talk about it a lot and they show it a bit as well. Um, like I did crave it and I sent a picture to you guys immediately after this. I went to a Mexican restaurant and had a burrito. <laughs> I know the having the like the Mexican breakfast and stuff, I was like, hmm, that would be good right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and those drinks they were having looked appealing as well. It was like some like milky alcohol drink that looked. Yeah, they said what the name of it was, and it got one of them really messed up. But I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, should we add that to the list of a uh, swap? <laughs> <laughs> what condiments and meals or whatever? No, because you know what? Like the ones that we added were film films we enjoyed. So this doesn't get to get uh, like a place in there. Um, <laughs> like Grey Poupon was in. Um, <laughs> A vice versa, which was a classic. Did slash would you go to your high school reunion? I would have, but my school was too povo to organise one. I I don't think so. Like I literally can't think of a reason why. Why why you would go or why you wouldn't? Well, like why would I go? I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I didn't fucking go. And um, um I, at the time I was <laughs> like, living with my like best friend, and we both went to high high school together to the same high school, and she went, and I was like fuck no girl i cannot go there with you no nah, <laughs> no way but then See, you could have got some closure on some like you know some stories or stuff like that look i don't want to like build the mystique or whatever but none of those guys brendan were in my year at school if you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i was dating the teachers no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> um See, I just I always like liked older men. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go and go, remember, I was fat and now I'm not. See ya. Yeah, see that, you definitely <laughs> should go. But also what you should do is like hire a helicopter and get chop it in or something. Just like do something to, you know, keep the yeah. mystery I alive. I guess I just, I just don't think about those people that much <laughs> that I need. Oh, your old friends that are listening, or, going, "Oh, Brendan's or, got a podcast." They're like, "Oh, well, fuck me, right?" <laughs> yeah, that's well, the like, thing. I'm friends with them all on Facebook. They can all see that all I do is watch films about people swapping bodies. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what did you guys think of the big twist at the end that the Paula and Paulina were actually sisters separated. So tacked on. By, it's so tacked yeah. on. Come on. This yeah. I, I don't know. I think it was a, it was a different, like, at least there was a reason these, these rings exist. And actually, no, nah, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, like, as much as I didn't like the film and I didn't like the characters, the ending where they like open a beauty salon together and stuff. I was like, oh, that's nice. Like, they gave me a smile. I don't know why. <laughs> I just feel like the love interest of the rich one, like, mm-hmm. that was so not even. It wasn't given 3% of the like emotional weight that it should have had. It's like, we're supposed to be rooting for this. And it's like, don't marry this guy. You need to marry this guy. It's like, I forgot his name instantly. He was barely in it. They didn't build up like them pining for each yeah, other. Yeah, them having a relationship yeah. at all. It was, yeah. I yeah. didn't get it. It felt very yeah. uh, like Mexican uh, soap opera when mm-hmm. they like catch up at the high school reunion and they're like, my love for you, it cannot be untamed. <laughs> See, this and is then- the dub. This is the dub. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was very trashy. <laughs> but see, I feel the complete opposite about the ending. I just, I don't know. The idea of like that. Okay, so they opened a salon together, right? Mm-hmm. 
and it's a very high scale one. Like you can obviously see the sort of people who would use that salon are the sort of people that Paula uh, Paula was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she was an awful person. Every single person that's coming in there, uh, you're just going to be surrounded with those people, and you're going to have to pretend you love them and you think they're great because they're your customers. Like that sounds like the worst living. Mm. But at least none of them are going to have foot fungus. I think f- rich people can they definitely have rich get people fo- foot fungus. Yeah. They'll be like, lick it off my feet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's probably true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that upset me, there's a scene where Pauli- Paulina in Paula's body. Um, Come on, that is-, is such a stupid choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's hungover in one of the scenes and they ask her what she wants to eat and she doesn't want to eat Mexican food. She wants to eat escargot. What person in history wants to eat snails when they're hungover? Yeah, a rich person? Like What's even that? rich What's... people want a cheese toasty, I'm sure. Nobody <laughs> wants fucking snails when they're hungover. I don't want cheese toasty. I want hot chips. Oh, yeah, hot chips, obviously. Hot chips, anytime. Hungover, Paul, not. Paul, Paul and I talking like we drink alcohol ever. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do and, get and hot, AB, hot chips cravings all the time, regardless. Maybe on O'Connell Street, that's that's uh, that's where it's at. Everyone went silent. Is that a Euros? <laughs> yeah. Is that a Euros? Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Good for, good on, for you, on honey, live your life. A Euros on top of chips. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or, right. or at, for our American... This is that's a gyro. Oh. That's what they call it. It's wrong. It's a Euros. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiots. <laughs> also, I found it really funny that the the uh, Paul, Paula in Paulina's body just was like, "Oh, okay, I'll just fix your life." And it's like <laughs> she's just lived a, a life of luxury, and somehow. Going into the body of the of the smart girl, she was able to like completely turn her life around, <laughs> fix her kids, fix her fashion sense, make her job better. Like, yeah, actually, I that was, was really the struggling moral. to see how smart this woman was. It's literally the because <laughs> the witch doctor said what she said to her, and then she said she literally said, "We need to learn from this so we can switch back." It's just like, yeah, she literally <laughs> yeah. said it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the witch doctor has been watching Freaky Friday. I like- also loved that the witch doctor was vaping. I don't know. I just thought that was a real, like, <laughs> technology versus horse. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If this witch doctor was in all the other swap movies we watched, their plots would be wrapped up so fucking quickly. Yeah. <laughs> But these these main characters are so stupid, they got everything spelt out to them, and it still th- took them forever. Yeah. Come on, yo. But yeah, but yeah, you are very true. Like it's very true. Like the rich girl in the poor girl's body solved all her problems, mm. and the and the poor girl couldn't do shit in the rich girl's body. But she also was like, "She's I'm not going to let her marry this guy," and she needs to go after the love of her life. But she did that and outed a guy. But that but that didn't happen until they. Stopped I'm going back to interject anyway, here. The mum just deserved a break. That's like her recuperation time, so that she could go back to being a mum. She just needed a recharge. So a that day was spa. yeah, that was all she needed. Yeah. She needed to be waited on and to be able to relax and sleep in, and uh, that's good for her. Live your life. Like this film has an interesting view of like motherhood and everything. It's like mm. it, it it initially makes it seem like hell on earth, but I guess the lesson that Paula ended up learning is that she actually did want a kid, a family and kids. And then she had and twins that, in the end, right? Yeah. But, like, I get the film almost suggests that the fact that she didn't want a family was wrong in the beginning. And, mm. like, she had to come around to deciding that, you know, all women in the end should be a dutiful wife. But I don't, I think it was more just that she was like, I'm marrying a gay guy and nobody knows that. And I just have to like pretend I don't want kids. I I can't even like open the door to saying that I want that because otherwise then I have to acknowledge that I'm like completely ruining my life by not going after what I really want. Well, what did you think of the, uh, the gay representation? Um, horrible. Like the, (laughs) the gay guy was an awful person. Closeted. 
Yeah, and then the film makes it seem like a positive thing that she just closeted him without his con- uh, out out, out of, of him. Yeah, to like n- like everyone. Like and how horrible <laughs> in front of reporters. How horrible yeah. was her mum? Like, yeah, didn't love her own daughter at all. Like, just wanted her to yeah. marry the gay guy so that she could have like security and just get her nails done and go in a private jet for life. Yeah, Horrible. definite Denise Denise Richardson switch. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, now it's time for our favorite segment, Hot or Not. Take it away, Lucy. Oh. Are they a toot or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding. Ding. Everyone. 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 I don't think that was that terrible. It was pretty Maybe. bad. I just sort of did it without listening to you guys, and I think it worked. Yeah, that's generally <laughs> what I do the whole time. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to ask Lucy. Meals. Without anyone saying, nobody interject, Brendan. <laughs> I was like, so, who else is in this so, call? It sounds, like, <laughs> sounds like a trap. What? All right, I'm going to say the character's name, and you have to remember which one it was. N- nah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Paula, was she hot or not? Lucy. <laughs> she was the poor one. No, she was the rich one. You got it wrong. <laughs> Okay, so which one are you asking me? Rich one or poor one? Rich one. Paola, played by Marielle Molino. Hot. Mm. She was stunning. Yeah. Really beautiful. Like, awful person, but who cares when you're that pretty? That's never stopped you before, yeah. <laughs> Friend, you just, be, you just be psyched to be on the private jet and, like, going to get your Manny Petty with her, right? Yeah, and, like, what a deal. I could hang out with her and then fuck her gay husband. <laughs> <laughs> So win win. <laughs> Paul, like, do you think this would be a, an addition to your like like haggle of like bitchy schoolgirls, cunty, awful women that would be like <laughs> make my social standing higher? Yeah, For sure. yeah, yes, yeah. So you, this you is concerning to me. Her? Is Paul only friends with me? Am I like a bitchy? <laughs> you, you seem to not like nice people. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we friends? You should just take it as a compliment and not think about it. Okay, sure. Because <laughs> it either means you're uh, a really nice person. Or that and I'm hot and I'll elevate status. your stand, uh, yeah. standing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's no downside. Mm. Yeah, I try not to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brendan, are you giving uh, Paula hot or not? Yes, she was a beautiful woman. Next. Next beautiful woman in this list of beautiful women. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia Cisniega as Paulina. Yeah, she was oh, hot. That as beautiful well. woman? Yeah, she was mm. beautiful as well. She was hot. <laughs> like I said, like I said though, she had her her original nose and she was like yeah. insanely beautiful. You don't need no one, you know, like you don't need a nose job to be Is that a thing that you notice? Like I, I didn't realise like am, am I am I seeing a world full of nose jobs and not realizing oh, on on screens you are that that's probably because you're always staring at their tits, Brendan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My eyes are up here. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving her a height as well. She was she was really pretty. Seriously, no shade. She was beautiful. I'm not insulting. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Mm. And especially like when they let her get glam. You know, she was at that party or whatever, and she had her like little sequin rainbow number on, and she liked to do yeah. eyeliner really nice. She looked smoking. And they put a fan on her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a Beyonce video. Mauricio Aguilares as Jose, her the poor one's husband. Hot or not? I want you to answer this time, Paul. 
This one yeah. I kept flip flopping on him because at the beginning when he was being all like rapey and stuff, he just was unappealing. But as the film moved on and he you saw his more like loving side or whatever for me as well like this is very strange but at the beginning of the film we mostly saw him in just jocks and nothing else when he started wearing more clothes he actually became more attractive to me which is very (laughs) unusual very unusual so i'm gonna end up with giving him a hot overall it's definitely not my type but he does get a hot overall he was a sex pest, horrible character, but the actor himself, like, not my type, but, you know, he worked hard for the money. Good for him. I felt like his character, there was, like, this weird divide in who he was because, like, like you're saying, like, I feel like to start out, there was, like, him, like, like she's, like, stuck in the kitchen with these terrible kids and, like, he comes in and I didn't even realize they were married. I thought he was, like, like her stepdad or something like that <laughs> and it was assaulting her. But, like... Then all of a sudden, like, it's like, oh, like, he also works. That makes me feel better about this situation because he yeah. seemed to, like, not put as much time in with the kids. Um, and I was like, what does this guy do? But then you find out, oh, wait, no, they, like, share, like, time with the kids. Like, he takes them on certain days, she takes them on others. I and- think what the thing, you know, the way, like, he was just so horny all the time. I think what it was trying to demonstrate is that he just loved his wife so much. Like, he just was all yeah. about her. Um, it's not like he was just, like, trying to fuck anything that moved. I think, I think it was trying to be, like, I just love my wife so much. And yeah. it did. And they did suggest that she did reciprocate because when he woke up with a morning erection and then um, mashed it into her ass, <laughs> um, he was like, "You always <laughs> like it when I do this." So it suggests yeah, yeah. And when she's in her own body, she does like. And yeah, Pauline later also yeah talks about how she's like into like banging with him and stuff. And so yeah, like at the start, you're like, I don't see this relationship, but then all of a sudden it's like completely 180 and yeah so i yeah. i get i think he's a good guy and i'm gonna give and him out of the all good the guy we've... pass <laughs> <laughs> out of all the films that we've watched i think this is the first one where the, a person after they swapped the first thing they do is immediately fuck someone like i don't think that's ever happened before <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first thing she does so i Wait, guess it is it yeah, yeah. She, Wait, who does she have sex with? Her husband. Oh, yeah, there's definitely some differences to the dub. <laughs> that never happens in the dub. No, it can't be a different movie. It's just a different audio track. Do you no, mean they, literally... They, they never she, have sex. When she swaps back... Back. Oh, when she swaps oh, back. back. Okay, when yeah. she swaps back into her own body, she um she goes straight to the bed and fucks him. Yeah, That's what right, happens, sorry. yeah? I, mean, I thought you meant like... In uh, the the rich girl, like Paula in Pauline's body, like immediately banging the husband. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not what happened. That would have been more interesting. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Juan Pablo Gil as Mao, the um, unrequited love of Paula. Hot Hot or not? Hot. Beautiful mop of hair. Beautiful curls. Didn't get You're giving him a knot, Brendan. Didn't get yeah. He had barely any lines, but um, <laughs> yeah, he was hot. Why did you give him a knot? He was a loser. I say, get some self respect, mate. Like, you pine over this girl from high school. Come on, yeah, <laughs> that's sad. Brendan married his high school sweetheart. That's the joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to give him a hot. I thought he was hot. There's nothing more to say, really. Uh, <laughs> Look, everyone was right. hot in this, except for the evil gay guy. He was terrible. The evil gay guy <laughs> and the woman with fungus on her feet. Oh, look, even then, that evil gay guy was probably, he was pretty attractive, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this yeah. is interesting, Paul. Rebutter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd do him. But um, maybe the uh, the sex pest little person, I would give him a knot. I'd give the witch doctor a knot. I'd yeah, but the, the witch doctor had moles on her face and uh, the the small person was made out to be, like, the most horrible person in the world. And um, maybe the the rapey taxi driver, definitely a not. Yeah, that was a whole other movie when, like, her friend gets set up with the taxi driver. And, and then she like looks a- at him like, 
No, and then it's never returned to? I know, there's a whole new movie there. <laughs> a horror movie. <laughs> far, far more grim, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully there's not a sequel. Uh, <laughs> I bet there is. What are you doing to me? <laughs> I really tried to find the joke in there of, I was trying to put like, you know, like the shaggy DA. I was trying to put DA into this title, but it, because it's in another language, I just couldn't get there. <laughs> Crazy for DA. <laughs> Crazy for the D. I was going to say for dicks and ass. <laughs> that's that's my autobiography's name. No. <laughs> the, sh- the shaggy dicks. The shaggy and DA. Let's get to opinion swap, where we find some interesting reviews of Locas por el cambio. Oh, will they be interesting, Paul? Will they, will they be interesting? <laughs> I guess we'll see. All right, so this one's from Beatrice on Letterboxd. who gives it four stars, and she says, if you hate <laughs> stuff like this, you have no soul. <laughs> Caught us. <laughs> And you know why I've got no soul? Because I've seen so many of these fucking movies that eroded a part of my soul every time. All right, this one's from Gremlin Girl on Letterboxd. She gives it one Best star. username ever. I'm picturing the girl Gremlin from oh Gremlins. Just like clicking on the computer. <laughs> Being all sexy. Oh, that is brilliant. Um, <laughs> all right, so she gives it she gives it one star, and she says the premise has been done so many times before. So I was hoping for a new take, but it was just a bunch of tired and recycled tropes. I wish I could at least say I enjoyed the movie regardless, but I was really annoyed by the fact that the only characters who are not thin white Mexicans were pigeonholed as the friend sidekick who has no interest, life, or substance outside of fixing the problems of the conventionally attractive protagonists. Mm, there you go. That is fair. I found that there was more life in that um, her like the best bestie, friend character. Yeah, and the, and yeah. like I said, the staff. I loved when she was knocking around with the, all the staff. Yeah, in the salon. Yeah, yeah fully. Mm. Blondie, I love Blondie. Yeah, no, but I'm talking about like the rich woman staff, like the house staff. Yeah. Ah, oh, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. That character in the beauty salon had a really weird line. Where she was talking about how many dicks she sucked and all the different dicks she sucked. Oh, the, in the, the, uh, the like cleaner. <laughs> yeah. And I think she suggested that she sucked that taxi driver off as well. Yeah. 100%. She set them up, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it was just, it was just weird that she did it. And no one reacted to it. And then there was like the next scene. It's like, yeah, it's like, I've okay. tasted the tip of this guy's penis. I think you'd really enjoy hanging out with him. <laughs> Taste at the tip of his penis? <laughs> like she ate the well, tip. Well, how would you guys say it? Is that how they said it in the well, dub? Well, how would you say it? No. <laughs> in the, in, in the sub there, she said, I've, I've sucked that guy off, I'm pretty sure. Paul, have you ever recommended another man's penis? <laughs> They're like, I really enjoyed this guy. <laughs> Next. Anyway, um, this one's from Mekaterefe Rockefeller. On Letterbox, sorry about butchering your name. Not as good as Gremlin Girl. Yeah. Uh, He gives it one star and he says, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie, but with different titles. Yeah, I just have to say, (laughs) the people that review these films, I think they think they're being really smart. They're like, I'm pointing out that this is a trope that's done heaps of times. It's like, yes, everybody knows that. Everybody thinks that. You don't need to mention it. Like, it's not, it's like groundbreaking. And and for them to have watched so many of these, I'm like, do they have a a close friend that forces them to watch? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fucking next. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And lastly, we have this one from Alan Blanco Andoval on IMDb. And he gives it one out of 10. And he says, really, Amazon, there are no new ideas. We have seen the same history so many times before. Two girls exchange bodies to learn lessons about life. Boring and predictable. Groundbreaking. Really? You really need to write that review? (laughs) And then we just need to go here. So this was on Amazon Prime. Is that odd? Like, was this a successful film? No, they made it. They made it. They made it. 
This is oh, the Amazon Prime right. original. <laughs> yeah, I think they have like a like a fair bit of like uh, Mexican content. Like um, they have a fair bit so of international content. They obviously have from a, everywhere. Yeah, but I definitely feel like I've seen a lot of like Mexican content, and so obviously they have a, a market for it. And so yeah, why why don't they get to have an like a shitty gonna, body like, swap movie like this? Yeah, yeah if I'm gonna have a <laughs> shitty body swap movie, I like I I do appreciate. Yeah, it's like oh, I let's see how they take it on in Mexico, mm. in Korea, in yeah, wherever. Well, Korea is definitely winning this true really equality this war right now. I think <laughs> I think we can rank them: Japan, Korea, Mexico so far uh, in the ones we've watched. What is this? The World um, Cup? Yeah. <laughs> what a World Cup! The next, yeah, actually, instead of Eurovision, they should just do like or it's the Olympics. annual body swap, a- annual body swap competitions where everyone makes a mo- body swap movie. Fuck me, do not do that. <laughs> Although we'd be the host, right? Like, yeah, yeah. We'd be like, and it would just be right? me, super strung out and like dying inside, like not being at all like hospitable. <laughs> All right, now it's time for Tenuous Recommendations, where we each recommend a movie, TV show, song, album, or book that is connected to today's movie in some way. So I'll begin. This film that we just endured was an Amazon <laughs> Prime original from 2020. Did you say enjoyed so or endured? Endured. Oh, endured. thank Endured. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, it also injured me. Um, anyway... <laughs> Uh, so this is another Amazon Prime original from 2020, which is uh, oh, what a good much, idea, you bastard! <laughs> which is much better than the one we just watched, um, which has been proven by the fact that it was nominated for six Academy Awards this year. Ooh. And the film is called The Sound of Metal. Have either of you guys seen this yet? No, I don't really have much spare time to watch films, and this is what I have to watch in my spare time. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, I have I have heard of heard of it. Yeah, yeah. It's on the list. Mm. Yeah. So I would highly recommend watching this one. If you're only going to have a chance to watch one or two of the Oscar movies, if you can, uh this would definitely sh- be up there. Um so it stars Riz Ahmed and he plays a drummer mm-hmm. who loses his hearing and um, it's about him dealing with his life now that the thing he cared about most has been taken away from him. Mm. And it is like really beautiful and uplifting, has amazing sound design that was rightly nominated. If anything else wins, it's like highway robbery. Riz Ahmed is fantastic. And if um, Anthony Hopkins wasn't in The Father this year, he would be my pick for best actor. It's just an amazing, beautiful movie. It, it does sound like it could be a bit of a depressing film, and there is definitely partly that, but it is ultimately a beautiful and uplifting movie. I don't know, so I I don't know if I can do it. it. I don't know if I can do it for but... <laughs> yeah, I, I would recommend it. And uh, for you personally, Lucy, I think um, Adrian would really enjoy it. Mm, interesting. So um, I would recommend it as a movie, a date movie. So, um, yeah, The Sound of Metal. So for everyone who joined Amazon Prime so that they could watch um, Locas por el Cambio, no one, um, you that's can watch no this one. afterwards. That's nothing. <laughs> All right, uh, Lucy, what's yours? Okay, so, I mean, it, this is horrible and broad and makes me ignorant, but I just picked a good piece of Mexican cinema. And uh, I mean, we should be more worldly that, you know, the theme isn't just Mexican films. You know, I I disappoint myself. I think that's a good choice. Yeah. Brendan's like, is that what you did too, Brendan? Probably not. You probably did something really silly, right? Um, So I'm doing Itu Mama Tambien. Forgive the, uh, what do you call it? Pronunciation. Pronunciation. But that's (laughs) And Your Mother Too, right? I think that's what it's called. Yeah. 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 Have you both seen it? Um, I no, was a, I, I was it. a gay man growing up mm. in those times, so yes. And there's like certain scenes I've seen many, many times <laughs> over and over again. Um, so it's got <laughs> Di- it's got Diego Luna and Brendan. You said you didn't know it, no. yeah. Diego Luna and um, Gael Garcia Bernal, and it's like this road movie drama coming of age thing where um, these two sort of. 19 year olds go on a road trip with this woman who just got divorced and has some health problems and sexy stuff ensues and (laughs) um 
yeah, it's very steamy, but it's like, um, you know, they're driving through like rural Mexico and it's, it, you know, they stop at lots of little like treasure places and, um, yeah, it's a really good movie. Mm. Yeah. I, I definitely will, don't watch it I, with your parents, but yeah. Or Paul. <laughs> Paul needs yeah, to probably, be alone. Probably safer. <laughs> <laughs> definitely when I was 13, 15 or whatever I was when I watched it, definitely leave me alone when I was watching it. But that. it actually is great. And like Diego yeah. Luna and um, Gail are so, yeah. it's like, they're so dreamy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And like them, like jerking off together, five stars. <laughs> I mean, the film actually is good and there's some real serious themes in there, but. <laughs> All right, Brendan, what's yours? Um, yeah, I I have sort of learned to lesson, like, because we were talking last week and I was saying, like, how, oh, if I had just chosen, like, you know, Vince Vaughn, for instance, I could have quickly, like, just done a, a, a connection like that. We've been doing this so- podcast for three years. Four. <laughs> no, really? Yeah. <laughs> Shit, really? Uh, is that really true? That's we're, we're in season four, yeah. How the fuck did that and- happen? <laughs> twenty twenty. You uh, so, Brendan? Yeah. Uh, what, what, what were you? Oh, so- like so? Yeah, I'm just um, I'm playing the game. I'm, I apologize, guys. Um, I'm choosing uh, so the uh, the sound like the sound uh, department, the the sound designer for this film. Uh, was uh, Sergio Diaz, mm-hmm. and he was also the uh, in the sound department uh, sound designer for uh, a movie called Nomadland. Oh, Has wow. anyone seen Nomadland? I have seen it, and I'm shocked that anyone from this film was involved <laughs> in that film. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he was, and yeah, the the film Nomadland. Uh, were you has doing had the, a bit of- Were you doing the little IMDb click through and like? We're like, wow! I just found struck oil. That's amazing. He was also uh, for Roma as well. Which film? Oh, yeah. Roma. Oh, right. Roma, which was another uh, Oscar Oscar darling. Mm. Uh, but yeah, this one's uh, about um, a woman who like is like living in a van, and I haven't I haven't seen it or anything, but I hear it's like really good. So I just I just want to recommend. It. That is infuriating. <laughs> I hate you. Is that real? What's 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 up? What's wrong? Is that uh, real? Is that the Francis McDormand film? Paul, I'm asking <laughs> now. It is, and it's very like, good. I'm not yeah, allowing it's this. Really, it's really this good. This is shit. No, no, no. It is. This no, is where I, I draw the line. I draw the line at this. <laughs> what do you mean? You have I've to made have a, seen I made a the direct, film. Uh, what? You when have was to have that seen... ever a part of it? <laughs> So close, even your apology was so sincere as well. You're like, I'm sorry, guys. I'll play the game. <laughs> Is this punishment for me making you watch all these? Yes, movies? definitely. What's <laughs> oh, so you have to have seen it. Right. I'll um, I'll I'll try again next week. Well, you don't even have like a backup or anything. That's. Well, it. I guess I guess if you don't mind me doing it the old way, um, while you were watching this film, I was watching Shiva Baby, which was a uh, a, a film also that was being watched at the same time as this. Is that is that an okay, Link? Can I do that? It was made in the same year. You could maybe do that, Lizzie Link. Even that. <laughs> but I have watched Shiva Baby, <laughs> and it was a really good film. Uh, just came out recently. Um, did some uh, some uh, what's it called? circuits of the uh of the festival variety and has a lot of buzz so i'm sure people will hear about it a lot um coming up uh and yeah i watched it it was really good lots of like it's such a small story of like a a woman um ending up in this awkward situation with her like uh basically uh sugar daddy at a funeral and um basically as it progresses it becomes more and more tense but also hilarious um and so if you just like something that's like you're constantly on the edge of your seat but also laughing as well i'd highly recommend watching shiva baby so that's my is recommendation it she- is it now because paul's changed the rules is it shiva because of like what is it jewish Sh- they're sitting shiva yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sitting shiva yeah 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 cool yeah, I've I've heard really good things. I'm looking forward to it. I actually was going to go watch it at the film festival, but it was sold out. So 
Pause episode. Where are we ranking Locas por el cambio among the films we've watched on the podcast? Oh boy. Okay, I'll start. I am going to put it in between Ice Angel, aka On Thin Ice, skating for the gold, and Switched. You're putting Ice Angel, aka Skating for the Gold, above this film. Yes. That's mean. Uh, <laughs> anytime Ice, Ice Angel gets involved, I'm like, Paul's making a point. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even his. Belo- that's not even his like worst like worst ranked one though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, neither, yeah. neither have I. But my, like below mine is the change up. It's it's making a point. You know what I mean? It's making a statement. <laughs> <laughs> mm, interesting. There's, there's plenty of films like there's plenty of films below this, like Sam, The Sex Trips, Christmas Switch, Change Up. Like there's a lot worse than you than this. But I think yeah. I think Ice Angels good company for it. Well, I'm gonna put it between uh, Switched the uh, the Christian Swap. Uh, and above it. So I'm going to say I had a little more fun with this one and it's between Chances Are and Switched. So that's me. I'm putting it um, in between Ice Angel, a.k.a. On Thin Ice Skating for the Gold, <laughs> and <laughs> Like Father, Like Son. Fuck, Like Father, Like Son was a terrible movie. Yeah. I totally forgot we watched that. <laughs> I know, for a minute there I was like, oh, which one was that? And then it just all came like rushing back. It was terrible. Next episode. What do you think I've got in store for you? Ooh, is it a movie? It is a movie. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it's a... A swap movie? Yeah. And it's going to be about like a Rockefeller guy who swaps with a um, uh, a girl who's escaped a circus. I want it to be an age swap, <laughs> not a body swap. Like I want it to be an age one. Ooh, mm, I think you've both kind of got elements of this <laughs> film in, in what you asked for. So next episode, well, well, the reason I chose this, because I figured after this film, you'd probably be craving something um, a bit more familiar. Mexican with food? Actors, <laughs> with <laughs> actors you know, possibly Academy Award winning actors. Um, production Ooh. production values and an acclaimed director who has made ah. some movies people actually love. Yeah, but you know the way sometimes we watch movies where it's like great, great directors. Yeah, Paul's already <laughs> laughing. Great directors are having to do their like puff piece. What is it? What is it? <laughs> okay, so we will be watching the 2004 mystery Birth. Starring Nicole Kidman and Lauren Bacall. Oh, my God. Oh, no. (laughs) In which a widow of 10 years, Anna, played by Nicole Kidman, is looking forward to getting engaged until she becomes convinced that a 10-year-old boy is the reincarnation of her dead husband. And then they have sex in the bath. Oh, why? Uh, What? Don't spoil it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, do you live on planet Earth? I haven't seen the movie and I know that happens. (laughs) <laughs> I, I have no idea what this is. Is it going to be cool? Is it going to be like a creepy, like, possession sort thing? I think I it feel like really everybody, outraged a lot of people. <laughs> everyone hated it purely, bec- like, uh, very much based around the bathtub scene. I'm interested to see now that we're uh, away from that if the film is maybe a bit of a un, you know, underappreciated gem. I mean, it's got fucking Nicole Kidman and Lauren Bacall in it. It, the guy that directed it um, did um, Under Her Skin, the, the Scarlett Johansson alien movie, mm-hmm. and uh, um, Sexy Beast, the Ben Kingsley movie. So, like, it, this has all the ingredients to be something amazing. Mm. And it's like, uh, how are we going to make jokes about this movie? It's like, doesn't it's not funny at all, right? <laughs> I'm sure we'll try our best. We'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, that's our next one, Birth. Um, and All right. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Do you know, uh, Adrian was like, oh, we should, like, you should start all watching the movies together now. Um, you know, my son's a bit older and it's doing well and, like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, he can be, I can be away from him for periods of time and that's fine. Um, but I don't think I want to watch this movie in a room with you two because it sounds <laughs> awkward as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, until next time, um, you're a piece of shit if you don't review us on iTunes. And I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. And and I was Brendan Levi. And check out our socials. And um, uh, there's pictures of us as dogs on there, which is pretty funny. Is this a dig on me? (laughs) Wait, wait. <laughs> what you think I was calling you a dog? There's a literally no, a comparison because, picture. Because I said no, our social media was shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I was supposed to post the next dog. Yeah, picture there's definitely that. only me. <laughs> you fools! <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll post it right now. All right, uh, <laughs> all right. See you, bye. bye. See ya. The Swordcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Too Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.